Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm David Shudnovic and joining me is Rhonda Anderson, Director of Service Design. And to start us off, Rhonda, what exactly is service design? Thank you, David. The service design group manages the flow of traffic on the CN network. So what we do is we look at how groups of cars move together from origin to a terminal to get processed and then go to final destination. And as we look at these cars and these flows of traffic and we group them, that's how we build our basic train plan. So just pausing there for a second. So often you'll hear people refer to a locomotive as a train, but of course a locomotive is just that. What is the definition of a train? So what we do is we create a train to a destination based on where the cars want to go. So we want to do in the service design process is take that car or a group of cars and move it as far as we can into the network and as close to destination as possible without having to have it switched or touched. And what we think is the more times that we touch a car or handle it, the more we delay it. And any delay to the car creates congestion in the network. So we look at where we have cars being released, so origins. So traffic moves in from various origins in a region into a yard, into a sorting facility. And from a service design perspective, we'll look and say we have 300 cars coming into a yard. And where are they going? Are they going east or west? So let's say they're moving west, but they're going to multiple destinations. So how do we group those cars? And what we call it is creating blocks to get us up to building a train that we can put on two road locomotives and move it from that origin to its destination. And before we move into the discussion further, with all the grain infrastructure expansion that's taken place in the past number of years, and it's been heavily focused on unit train expansion, because with that comes efficiency and that helps move more grain and makes the most of network capacity. But seeing as you mentioned manifest trains, let's just touch on the differences between unit trains and manifest trains. So generally speaking, a unit train is 100 cars that goes from a single origin to a single destination. When you think about bulk businesses like coal or grain, sulfur, potash, they move from a unique origin so in the grain business from an elevator to destination. So they go to a port terminal to get unloaded. That's the unit train. But manifest is simply any carload traffic that falls outside a unit train definition. So that could be a block of 25 hopper cars moving from a country elevator to a wheat mill, for example, or it could be a single car or a handful of cars. But either way, that traffic needs a train to move on to get from its origin to destination. So typically commodities like lumber, steel, and pulp, they move as manifest traffic. Yeah, and even with just going back to that for a second and thinking about, you know, what used to be considered a unit train, 100 to start off. Now in, with grain, we're talking about unit trains as large as 150 cars. So we've even seen evolution there too. Now going back to the manifest train. There's a lot of car sorting that comes along with that manifest traffic. Can you explain at a high level what rail traffic sorting activity looks like and how it gets done? Yeah, absolutely. So what we do is simply put, switching refers to moving of cars from one place to another within a terminal or a yard or an industry. And in the railway, we use the term terminal and yard somewhat interchangeably. So CN owns moving every car from origin to destination from a shipper to a consignee. 
And to process those cars, we can use a hump yard or a switch yard to sort and process traffic to get it set up for its next train ride. Now, a switch yard requires a locomotive and a switch crew to sort and process these cars, but hump yards do the heavy lifting when it comes to sorting traffic. So the operation of a hump yard is very complex, but in a nutshell, a hump yard is a railway switching yard that has a hump that uses gravity and then various speed control devices leading to a series of classification tracks that fan out at the bottom of the hill or at the bottom of the hump. And each of these classification tracks represents a specific block of traffic that we're building so that we can take a bunch of cars heading toward the same destination. So like I said, we'd want to group cars going to the same destination. And these cars have a block and they catch a ride on a train heading that way. Can you get into a bit more technical detail concerning the operation of a hump yard? Sure. On the way down, so on the way down the hump, the cars will come down the hill between four and six miles an hour. So built into the track going down the hill and, again, at the bottom of the hill is equipment referred to as retarders. So we also have equipment that measures the speed of the cars as they come down the hill. And if a car is going too fast, the retarders act like a brake and they grab the wheels of the car to slow the car down. So this action of slowing the car down, reading the speed and slowing the car down is all built into our hump yard control system. And that includes the rate at which the retarder needs to apply the brake. So what we want is we want the car to roll just enough at enough speed so then when it couples to the next car or another car, it couples such that it doesn't damage the product or the cars. Can you take a moment to contrast the processing capacity of the two types of switching operations a bit further? A hump yard can process and block or sort more cars than a switch yard because we're using gravity and technology to switch cars. So cars go up one side and down another into a series of fan tracks where the switches are lined automatically. Now, a switch yard will use a more manual process that is a person lining the switches, so it can be more labor-intensive way of handling cars. So both types of yards will build trains. And CN has four hump yards. The three largest hump yards are at Winnipeg, Toronto, and Chicago. And each of those hump yards processes over 2,000 cars a day on average. We also have a smaller hump yard in Memphis, Tennessee, and it processes about 1,500 cars a day on average. Thanks for your time, Rhonda. In the second part of our series on service design, we'll take a look at the evolution of train length over time, how we move and process larger blocks of traffic, and planning for future growth. Thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.